The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Hello and thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Rickett and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name is Clive and I am joined by my partner in crime, Ricky. Good evening, Ricky. Good evening, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, And we're joined by uh, Social Suplex's Outsider's Edge host, a host also, a co-host of the Morning show, part of the World Class podcast on Chairshot Radio Network, and a friend to the show, Rance Morris. Good evening, Rance. How are you tonight, or good afternoon for you? Aye. Well, did that sound Scottish enough? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Good. Thanks. Good. Good. That was still a good yeah, attempt. The accent doesn't work for me. I'm not good at that. But what's happening? How How are y'all? I'm doing well. Yeah, doing well, doing well. Don't worry, I can't do an American accent either. See, the thing about American accents is it's not an American accent because there's like 25 different dialects in America. You know, so like you want to talk like you're from the South, you want to talk like you're from New York, you want to talk like you're from California. You know, I think Scotland's pretty, hey, this is it. No, we, we've got maybe, I think we've got two or three, don't we, Clive? Different... Yeah, types of accents you've got the west the east and I think as you get further north it gets even stranger the accents <laughs> but well, they'll, they'll, they'll say the same about us though as you get further south our accents start to get stranger and stranger though which yeah. is the one that sounds like fits from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't actually watch that so I'm not sure never mind okay <laughs> good analogy good job. Um, hmm like McIntyre's his I think because he's been in America so his accent started to change a little yeah Drew um, McIntyre's not a true representation of the Scottish accent at all no because he's, he's, got, mm-hmm. he's got a real mix he's got we the him. did we steal him uh, he's got that Gerard Butler, Butler syndrome where he doesn't really pronounce his words properly <laughs> So, what trips me out, I know we gotta talk wrestling, but what trips me out is, you know, like, I had an epiphany like a year ago, where I was sitting down and realizing, like, every great actor in America is British. It really hurt my heart. Like, it really hurt my heart. Like, Gerard Butler, Idris Elba, Christian Bell, Tom Hiddleston, like, all, I was just going down the line, Tom Hardy. It's like, who do we have? You've got Leo DiCaprio. Got who? DiCaprio. The best actor like, in the world. What? Like, so with a one to like 35? No, you've got Denzel. Yeah, but Denzel, like, 85 years old, bro. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Let's still, get still, still cool as hell, though. Y'all, y'all, you're right. You're right about that. Y'all, y'all made Spider Man British. 
it's over. Y'all- That's not our fault. <laughs> so I, so I, I, I feel like I feel like Britain was playing the long game in the American Revolution because they're like, all right, they can win now, but 300 years later, 400 years later, we're going to get Spider-Man. We're going to win the war. <laughs> this um, creeping, creeping invasion has started to take hold in wrestling as well because you've got all these Brits taking over the world. Um, especially in WWE, there's going to be another UK tournament coming soon. Pete Dunne's one of the best. He's not even a heel anymore. He's one of the best characters in the business. We're taking over. That, that UK tournament that's quite soon, isn't it? I thought I saw something it's in on June, the network. It? It's in June. It's o- it's o- I think it's over. It's over two days as well. I think. Yeah. Mm. Was well, the King of the Ring? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Down in London. See, I think it's quite odd that because, as far as I'm aware, this UK tournament will be a couple of days after Takeover Chicago. The day, yeah, it's like Monday and Tuesday. The same night as Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, it's very a weird time, but I know London gonna show out because you know they don't get very many huge shows like that. They're gonna show out. Yeah, the the Royal Albert Hall is like the mecca of sort of performance arenas for Britain and it looks it looks beautiful uh-huh. I think they're basically they were struggling to get other dates for it so they went for that one and it just happened to clash with a big sort of wrestling weekend for WWE but I'm looking forward to it nonetheless do you guys watch Being the Elite? no, no and then well you know so they reached 100 episodes and it "Quote unquote ended, so they've come back the past couple of days and they're, I guess, starting a new season. So they had they released a video today of a table read with the Bucks, Cody, Flip, Marty, and Hangman, and basically it was them reading their scripts for the new for the new season. <laughs> and Marty was like, "Hey, I, he, well, they asked uh, the Bucks asked anybody do you have any questions? So Cody was like, uh, I have a question. I realize we've been doing well." can my character not be so hated so much? Like, I want to kind of be like, they're like, no, you're the best villain we know. Next question. Marty raised his hand. He was like, um, guys, uh, do I have to play the British guy? Like, I'm not even British. <laughs> I was dying. Because, yeah. So, if we can trade Marty for Spider-Man, I think that's fair. <laughs> do you know, I... I can't even find it in me to do a segue for that. I've not got the skills to segue from Marty Skrull as Spider-Man to the Greatest Royal Rumble review, so I'm just going to shoehorn it in right now. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. That's all right. Uh, Now, with regards to the Greatest Royal Rumble, it wasn't a boycott from myself. I just didn't get round to watching it through a number of issues. Working late, lost my house keys, busy weekend with extended family, so I I'll be honest and say I haven't got round to watching it so I'm going to leave the recap to you two guys for the time being and I'll just jump in with any thoughts that I have um, Rance would you like to go first? Sure um, well uh, it was the it was the biggest house show of all time <laughs> 60 plus thousand people um, it was for as problematic as all the issues around it was and for as controversial as a lot of the opinions were about it which <laughs> Ricky and myself went off pretty pretty frequently last week 
I think I think it was still a success because the show was still fairly entertaining, even though nothing of consequence happened. Um, so, if, in fact, before we get to that, can I tell you all a funny story about the about the show real quick? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So, uh, I, I know I've told Ricky. I don't know if I've told you, uh, Clive, but me and my grandma are super tight. My grandma and my grandpa raised me. So, uh, during the Greatest Royal Rumble, my grandma watched the actual Royal Rumble with me. Like, the actual Royal Rumble match. So, as we're watching, and she used to watch it back in the day. Like, she probably stopped about 05, 06, 07. But, like, she used to watch every week with me. You know, we used to get every pay-per-view. Like, we were diehards. She was like I was. Uh, so, she's watching, and she knows a few of them. You know, she knows some of the older guys and some of the some of them kind of fairly new like she knows Kofi and Ziggler people like that but she doesn't know Daniel Bryan she doesn't know you know Roman Reigns the, the newer guys so Bryan's number one so as we're going through I'm having to explain to her who people are and like what what's behind them like what like kind of kind of their, their character or their gimmick or stuff about them this that and the other so as things keep going on my grandma realized maybe like 30 minutes into it hey Brian's still in the match yeah you know I, I picked him to win but you know somebody needs to throw him out <laughs> well now why you want him to get out well you know he's been there too long he's been there too long you, you don't want him to win he's been there too long a few minutes later somebody needs to get out Brian like every person that comes out is he gonna be the one to throw him out no 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 I doubt it so there's a point in the match where Brian gets thrown on the on the on the uh, floor. He doesn't go out, but you know he slides out from the bottom. Mm-hmm. And my grandma starts losing her mind. See, this is why I don't watch this because it's very clear that they want Brian to win, and they're doing everything they can to protect the guy. And see, this is what I can't. I don't. I can't deal with this. This isn't fair. And I'm sitting there rolling because in my mind, you know, I made my name off the guy who hated Daniel Bryan. <laughs> And then I turn to the guy who criticizes Daniel Bryan. So very clearly, it's genetic. Because my grandma hates <laughs> Daniel Bryan for whatever reason. But it's, it's funny to me that she can tell off of one day, off of one hour and a half a uh, 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 sit-down of watching wrestling, that they moved the goalposts for Bryan. That's just fascinating to me. You know, like, something that people who watch it, they don't recognize. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the prevailing belief is still that Vince hates Daniel Bryan, right? You know that, right? People still believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not the case, though. Hell no! Of course not. See, with Brian, I know what your grand was saying, but he's not been set up. I don't so. Uh, he's a prominent figure in WWE in the ring already. Again, he was in seventy-six minutes of a five-hour show. He's wrestled this every week. I know he didn't wrestle on TV this week on SmackDown, but he was in a sort of dark match. They're using him the same way that they used him before he became injured a few years ago. And that's given him as much, okay, he's not going to be the champion all the time. He's not going to be in the main event all the time. But he's going to be on WWE TV all the time. And they're going to make sure they can ring him dry, so to speak. So... While, as I said, he's not going to be the champion, Vince is getting all the can out of him, and Vince trusts him to get crowd interaction on the go, so they're going to use him for that purpose. Ricky? Mm, yeah, I, I agree, but I mean, it also wasn't, like you said, he'd been in for over an hour in that heat, so like 
you can understand from that sort of aspect, like as well, like roll out the ring, sort of catch a breath and recover before coming back in. Um, but yeah, no, like you say, um, I don't think. I think it won't be too long, perhaps, before we see him potentially winning the title. Um, I, I, I would. I lay out I thought you would go Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan at Wrestlemania next year but even I don't even know if you can possibly hold off to Wrestlemania before coronating him again maybe Keep SummerSlam <laughs> I, 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 this was all because I assumed in my mind I always I felt that Vince was never going to keep arguably well I don't think it's arguably to be honest like the most popular wrestler in the world on quote unquote the B show so I always assumed he was going to go to Raw and on, on that basis I sort of planned that you would eventually maybe go down that route, but no, like he'll eventually get the title. Uh, there's no real rush to do it just now. Um, it'll, it'll come, like, like I said, why, why sort of shoehorn him into that? Maybe that's not the right word, but why accelerate it when you can just sort of enjoy the ups and downs before you finally get that euphoric feeling when he finally wins the title, similar to what he done last time. Even though they sort of they were forced into doing that, um, so like, nah, like just need to sort of be patient, and it'll, it'll, it'll come, it'll happen, if providing he actually signs a new contract. That is, he'd be stupid not to sign a contract. He'd be dumb. He's so, getting, he, everything he wants is in WWE, yep. and they finally let him wrestle again. He'd be a fool not to stay there. They offered the man a million dollar downside to just kind of sit down and just be around. Mm-hmm. You know, think they're going to give him like two mil a year? Yeah, he'd be stupid to leave. Mm. But like, um, just sort of go back to the Great Royal Rumble. Like, I, I, I don't. There were certain finishes or matches that I didn't really like. But just when you're sitting, when now it's in the rear view window, a few days to digest. But the reality is that Ranchi says it was, um, it was the greatest house show ever. Like end of the day, that's all it was. So. I understand that some people are annoyed about certain things, but at the end of the day, like you know, it's a house show. Like even though it was just because it was in front of sixty, seventy thousand people and it was on the network, it, at the end of the day, it was just a house show. So whatever happened there, I wouldn't read too much into it. Um, there was enough coming out of it as well, in the sense that you can continue storylines. But see, at the end of the day, like it was specifically the AJ <coughs> Nakamura finish, a lot of people had an issue with. But if that happened at a house show, that it was only a, full, a couple of th- a couple of thousand people there. We wouldn't be talking about it. So I don't I don't have an issue per se with the actual show. I wouldn't say overall. I wouldn't say it's a show that I'm going to go back and watch. But I'm not going to sort of sit and shit on it either. Um, there was there was moments that I enjoyed some things I didn't particularly like. But overall, like it was it was fine. It was fine for what it was. Like unless in your mind you were expecting like a like a, a Wrestlemania type show in a sense that's what it was like duration and, and the kind of matches you had etc but it was like you said it was just a glorified house show well it was Wrestlemania for for Saudi Arabia yeah it was house show on Friday at morning for the rest of the world yep but uh, I guess Brian to kind of give you an idea of stuff the only uh, Ricky was perfect when he said that you know uh Everything was fine. The only issue that people had was the Nakamura AJ match, and I think the reason they had a problem with that was so you 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 book this match for the show, and then you book it to be a false finish. 
just to move the conduit to have the match the very next Sunday. Mm-hmm. Why did you have the match in Saudi Arabia? Because you could have run an angle to get that match notice qualification and uh, and backlash. So, yeah, it was cool to see him wrestle, but I just feel like they there should have been they could have done better by that. It should instead of it being a double double count out, AJ should have got pissed and you know attacked him or something. You know, but, but it should have been something that that was better than just oh these guys are having a tremendous match. Oh, they're just gonna keep fighting outside. Like that that just didn't sit well with me personally. Yeah, I think I think it's kind of damaged, not damaged, but it's hurt backlashes build quite a bit because this greatest Royal Rumble has been squeezed into the middle of WrestleMania and Backlash. And as you both said, it is a house show when all is said and done. The only thing of consequence that really happened was Raw had a new tag team champions, but things like this happen in house shows. But if you've got a few of the builds for Backlash have suffered because they're just trying to shoehorn in the greatest Royal Rumble and it just feels like there's not been enough build for a few of the backlash matches um, the one th- I wasn't too fussed by the AJ Naka finish it didn't bother me that much what did bother me if, if it was actually just apathy not even rage anymore was Roman Reigns the finish for this it was a botched ending when all is said and done I think it made Roman look like a chump again right after WrestleMania where he was made to look like a chump it involved this bad ending I don't know how intentional this all was if they were writing into the story that Brock uh, that Roman was cheated out of winning the title but I don't think that will have been the case Brock is How do you think it makes him look like a chump? because he's been on the receiving end of in my opinion just bad booking constantly now for a long time it was looking good at the start when they were doing the whole um, I'm a full timer Brock is the part timer who hides behind his contract but since then Brock has basically beat him up constantly and although he was kicking out of 5, 6, 7 F5s at Wrestlemania it was all for nothing Again, I haven't it seen. Many, yeah. uh, I haven't seen the match that happened uh, in Saudi Arabia, but what were they? What were they trying to do? Were they, was it going to be that Brock was going to win? You know, um, I don't. I think. I think. I think what they've done was. I think Brock was supposed to win, but I just think that. Perhaps the way they landed in wasn't wasn't planned, and then you get the subsequent tweet tweet from the referee, and then they allude to it on Raw as well when Kurt Angle mentioned it. So now they're maybe trying to get into the fact, make the fans think that no, well, maybe this was planned all along to make it look like Roman's feet clearly hit the ground. And Brock was still lying on the cage because correct me if I'm wrong didn't Michael Cole or someone before the match say in order to win like to escape it both feet have got to land on the floor it but, was said numerous times yeah so I man I, I think now because of what we put out on the tweet and what they said on Raw they are trying to make you think that that was planned all along to continue maybe to try and get a little bit of sympathy for Roman um, 
I just, man, I think I think if I'm Vince, I would just maybe try and I would just potentially just give up on that because I just I, I think so many people are now sort of either stuck in their ways or just won't want to change their mind or just can't accept it. Where I don't think there's anything you can do now to get universal cheers, and I think you should accept that this is what it's going to be. At the time, at the time, I thought it was a botched finish. I thought that they never realised that Brock's feet never hit the ground and he was still lying on the cage. But then, like I say, now with the tweeting what they've done on Raw, it makes you maybe think twice, but maybe they've just done that to sort of cover themselves because the finish didn't go to plan. Um, but no, I, I, that's my, that's what I think at the moment. But in terms of what you were talking about, um, where we all, we all, I think we all sort of assumed... That Brock, sorry, Roman was going to win a title at WrestleMania. Then I think when he didn't, I certainly was. I was, I was convinced that he was winning it on Friday, and he never did. But now I'm just at the point where I'm like, I simply don't care who it is now that ends Brock's run. The only one I probably won't accept is Bobby Lashley, and I have a bad feeling it could be him. Um, but I'm just I'm I'm now so so ready for it to end, and right now I couldn't give a damn who ends it. Well, well, real quick to talk about the match again, I think, I think everything about that match was genius, and I'll tell you why. The entirety of their feud, talking Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns, from the very beginning has been Brock Lesnar doesn't respect Roman and beats his ass at every single point. WrestleMania 31. They have literally two in in, in a three month build. They have two face face to face meetings. At the match, Brock Lesnar beats the shit out of them. Okay, fast forward the triple threat match they had at I want to say Fastlane, whatever year it was, with him, Dean Ambrose, and 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 Roman Dean Ambrose and Brock. Brock beats the hell out of Roman and and wins. Fast forward to the the fatal the fatal four at SummerSlam last year. Joe, Braun, Brock, Roman. Brock beats the hell out of Roman, pins him, moves on. In the build to this match for WrestleMania 34, Brock beats the hell out of Roman every time. WrestleMania is supposed to be the comeuppance and Roman's gonna finally... No. Brock beats his ass even worse than before, beats him, walks, bloodies him, walks out. So the beauty of this match was every time Roman goes, gets takes more and more punishment and goes further and further and further. He just can't, something about Brock, he just can't get over. This match, R- Roman finally had Brock where he wanted him. He finally had Brock on his heels. He finally looked like Brock was done. And then he spins through the cage. So the beauty of that finish, which even, I believe, Brian, you I think you predicted that, and in a joking manner, yes. Well, yeah, and mine was jo- well, mine wasn't joking. I said that's what I want to see, but yes. Uh, but the beauty of that finish is this, and I, please forgive me because I know none of us want to see Brock keep the title, but just with the continuity, the beauty of that finish is Roman looks strong because Roman finally beat him, finally had him beat. Roman won that match, technically, but. By the rule of what was called, Brock sneaks out with the championship, right? Mm-hmm. And and 
because of the storyline they're running with conspiracy theory Roman, the ambiguity of Roman should one continues to play to what they're trying to build with Roman. And the reason I, I, I point to that so so seriously and so specifically is if they weren't trying to go with this conspiracy conspiracy theory Roman storyline, then Joe wouldn't talk about it every chance he gets. Every promo, Joe's talking about, oh, well, you know, you're a failure and you continue to think that this, that, and the other, but nothing you've said or done has owned. So there's something building to this. So whether it's Roman turning heel, whether it's Roman finally getting shit, whatever it is, at least they have a story. That's all that matters to me. Because fans are going to do what we want. At least have an idea of what you're trying to do. And I feel like they have that. So do you think it will be Roman that beats him or it will be someone else? No. No, not, no, Roman will not take the title off of Brock right now. Brock will Brock will lose the title eventually, probably to Braun or, or Lashley. Those are your two choices. But Roman will not beat Brock. I feel like, and and God, I hope Vince ain't this dumb because I really, I truly, I trust Vince. But those two don't need to be in the same ring wrestling each other for at least a year, at least. You know, I'm not talking WrestleMania. I'm talking like go keep going uh-huh. you know if they ever wrestle again see you know what I mean to further enhance your argument Rance the I don't think that Vince McMahon's appearance as Mr. McMahon on TV uh, was a throwaway segment just to boost ratings so if absolutely even if it was a mistake a botch then it kind of does play in to Brock uh, to Roman being paranoid about Vince's treatment of Brock being his number one boy um, with the whole referee saying I made a mistake there, it, co- it sort of goes back into Roman's conspiracy as well so from that aspect, from the kayfabe point of view, I can accept that it's just what irks me is as far as, and it's hard to avoid it's hard to, for us to stay kayfabe when you've got people like Meltzer's um, Wrestling Observer newsletters being spread so widely across social media that you can't help but ignore it and it said that apparently Vince um, changed the outcome of the match at WrestleMania so we, we thought it was going to be Roman Reigns but they changed his mind at the last minute and then the cynics in us thought that due to Roman Reigns' popularity in the Middle East and the Far East that they would change title finally at Saudi Arabia and that hasn't happened again. So, kayfabe, it makes sense. It's just when you take the kayfabe hat off, it's really hard to accept that a guy in Brock Lesnar is still the champ. And who knows when he's going to return again. Well, well, let me respond to that with this. Let's say I tell you every day for three months, Ricky going to cut his hair and go bald. Every day. And every day you see Ricky, and he's still got the Zayn Malik hairstyle. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> and then what I tell you your response is, oh well he changed his mind. But he's gonna he gonna cut it today though. The next day, still got the poof with the the frost tips. Every day, right? Mm-hmm. And finally one day he cuts his hair and I was like, I told you so. The beauty of what Meltzer does, and I, I'm not a big fan of Meltzer, but I respect what he does. Beauty of what Meltzer does is he can never be wrong. Because all they got to say is, plans changed. Card subject to change. Exactly. So he could never be wrong. So he's been reporting. You remember 
and yeah, I'm, I'm being petty right now. But you remember how much I was laughed at when I said Braun was going to win the Elimination Chamber? Yep, I, will. I was laughed at. I didn't laugh at you. You didn't. A good amount of other people did. Which I'm not saying. I'm not saying that I feel some kind of way about that because it was absolutely fair and understandable. But the, I bring that up to say this: the reason I said that was because you could say all day long this is going to happen backstage. But if if it if it doesn't happen, all you're going to do is say plans change. The only thing that that is tangible in my mind is what they show us on television. It's the only thing tangible. So everybody had built themselves to believe that not only for a year, but for three years, that Roman was going to get coronated, quote-unquote, at WrestleMania 34. Not only did he not get coronated, he got squashed. Not only did he not get squashed, he got, squat, he got squashed in the, in the build-up, in the match, and then lost the rematch. So, Russell was wrong. But we'll, never, but we'll never say that because, oh, well... In the in the next in the next edition of the of the Observer, well, you know Vince changed his mind on Friday. Well, damn. So why did you report it? <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, like you can't take everything that he says or Alvarez Alvarez says is gospel. You know, like he's not like there's been plenty of examples in the past where he said something's going to happen and, and just the complete opposite happens. Where he's got so many things wrong, but sometimes reporting things that are true. So like I said, you just can't take things that he says as gospel. Like I, I respect what he does. Like, um, but let's like say, is you just you really can't. Everything that comes out of his mouth isn't the truth, and, you, and it isn't. So we shouldn't like hang on to every single word that he says. But let's like say, I just left that match just thinking, when is this going to end? And not in the sense when is the Roman Brock thing going to end, or when is Roman going to get a title? It's just when is the Brock Lesnar title reign going to end? Because, like I said, I know for a long time I wanted it to be Roman, especially when he, when um, when it was confirmed that it was going to be Brock and Roman at, at um, WrestleMania. Um, now, like I said just a few minutes ago, I'm now at the point where I just couldn't care less who it is now who ends it. But, I think it will. Oh, again, it says, it's Melzer that says it, and a couple of other people have said it as well that his new contract doesn't actually run all the way through to SummerSlam. Again, that could change. So he must, based on that, he must be losing the title in the next couple of months, which is kind of surprising to me because he would therefore lose it at a quote unquote B pay per view. So I always assumed he would lose it at one of the big four. Um, but that, wouldn't that be the shock, though, for him to lose that, like... That, yeah, yeah, that that's what I agree. And, 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 that's what, and that's what, and that's what they, they always preach, that, you know, you tune in every week, you don't know what's going to happen, especially, you know, we gave away, quote-unquote, they gave away Roman and John Cena, whatever, I can't remember the name of the pay-per-view last year. No mercy. And I, I, I'm, all, I'm all for, yeah. I'm all for um, making the pay-per-views in between some of the big four, like, important, because... You can't really just your model of business can't really just focus on four specific dates. So you want everyone to be tuning in 365 days a year. But there's also the argument that some moments should be kept for one of those big four. But I couldn't care less now. This to me, it's not even. It, it well, whoever, whoever, no matter who it is, I don't care who it is. Hell, I don't even care if it was Undertaker. I don't care if it was John Cena, whoever. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just naming. I'm naming big, big names, guys. Right. So it can be no matter who it is. It doesn't matter what you've achieved. Whoever ultimately is going to beat Brock is going to get that massive rub. 
and it's going to be he's the one that beat him. So, and like I said, I don't even care if that that moment doesn't need to take place at SummerSlam. That moment can take it out at a, a shitty live event in front of fifty people, and we never see Brock again. I'm just, I'm just so desperate now just to get to the end of the story. Which, which, and, which, right, right. And, uh, yeah, and yeah, pretty much fuck Brock. And it's kind of bad because <laughs> it's only really the last eighteen months or so that I've really felt it because I enjoyed his first title run when he ultimately lost it when um, Seth cashed in, and then he obviously a few months later started doing his stuff with Taker. It was from that moment after that I've just been like, oh, fuck Brock, you know. Um, so like I say. That's the one thing I'm now just really desperate for, and I'm hoping it just happens like as soon as possible. Who do you think it will be then? I know you I don't care. I think Bron. Bron, yeah. I think... The only the only other thing I can see is Bron and Lashley are tagging, and I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I know, but Bron and Lashley are tagging. I, they're they're very clearly going to feud eventually. It would be a, some intrigue to me if Lashley is the guy to win the title, and that's what divides them. I think that's a possibility. I hope you're wrong, but <laughs> I, 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 well, say yeah. that, I think I say that. Um, just I think it was the Raw after the Raw after WrestleMania, but I said Bobby Lashley returning, and I think he'll be the one ultimately beats Brock for the title. <sighs> Like I, I, I say, even when he returned, I, I say I was not a fan of his first run, but I'm, I'm willing to just sort of wait and see how it plays out. I don't want to, I don't want to judge him too quickly right now because I heard they've done a lot of good things in TNA slash Impact. Um, but ah, nah, like I, I would, I, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't fill me with joy anyway. If I had my choice, I don't think it would be Roman. I think if I had my choice, it would be. It would be Braun, I think, who'll be the one ultimately ends it. I think um, they've got another experiment on their hands where, in the past, Roman Reigns has been his most over by proxy. So when he was associated with Dean, uh, when Seth was out, inj- or sorry, when Seth was a heel, when it was Roman and Dean, he was soaking up Dean's cheers. When the Shield reunited, he was soaking up the Shield's cheers. And when he was feuding with Braun Strowman, uh, he was soaking up the cheers of just being involved with Braun Strowman, who was at his peak of monstrosityness. So I know, but but, but I think that's what's happening here. Off, but he in that feud with Braun, it, it was every bit as Roman as it was Braun in that feud. Like they, there oh, was Roman no made one, Braun. one Roman that, like, made Braun. Yeah, like that was that was like I I couldn't like that that people need to understand and realise that. Roman played a massive part in that feud as well, and I said it at the time. Um, but I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. But like, I'm, I'm just at the point now where I've seen it time and time again. If I'm Vince, I'm just going to be like, I don't care if I'm if Roman. If you're going to go with Roman, just do it, and just don't care what anyone else thinks or says. Just go ahead and do it. But I, I think it's going to be Braun. I think it's going to be Braun. I think I say that hopeful, being hopeful. Real quick, they're not. I don't think they're scared to put the belt on, on Roman or scared of the backlash. I just think they're trying to tell something different. With who? I think I think it needs Everybody. to lead to. A, I think it needs to lead to a heel turn. Then if this is the way they're going, See, not even not even a, not even a fully fledged heel turn. Just a case of, um, like you know how Brock is is neither really um, sure he's probably more face than I suppose he is in the heel. 
just in the sense that I would just do the same, just have him just like destroy anyone and everyone and just be like, I'm fed up sort of thing. I don't care if you boo, you can boo, you can cheer, you can cheer. I'm just going to kick this. I'm going to beat the living hell whoever stand, whoever stand in front of me. Uh, so what without, you, what without, going, is, without going like fully with the heel turn. So what you're saying is he should say, I'm not a good guy. I'm not a bad guy. I'm a me I'm guy. I'm a guy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> just making like, sure we're on the same page. Just, like, like I said, if you don't want to go, if you don't want to fully commit to the heel turn, then that's something you could do with him. But it, it, it's interesting to see where they go, what they're going to do on Sunday. Because especially after Joe's um, promo on SmackDown, where he says to AJ that it doesn't matter if it's you or Nakamura, whoever's got it, I'm coming for yous after a deal with Braun. Yep, sorry, Roman. So it'll be interesting to see which way they actually go. Do they go with the Roman win or do they go with the Joe win? I think. I'm not entirely sure. But it's a match I'm certainly looking forward to. See, I'm looking forward to the match between Roman, the, the two Samoan Joes. But it really means nothing. Especially after Roman lost at the weekend there. Do you agree? I mean, I think, I think the only match that probably... In fact, there's no problem about it. The only match that has any real significance is AJ Nakamura, because, like, and well, out of out of certainly some of the title matches, because I don't think it's it's as good as Seth and Miz is going to be. Like, we, I, Miz won't Miz won't win it because they're not going to have both titles on the same brand. I don't also. I'm trying to think of the card and you can pull the card up actually um, you've got Carmella and uh, Charlotte mm-hmm. I, I'd i be kind of surprised if I'm honest as much as I like Charlotte I'd be very surprised if Charlotte won that oh the, the Iconics will have a pivotal role to play yeah um, yeah so AJ Nakamura for me is the one that's got like it's got the most sort of riding on it because I, I can see them sort of going either way there um, the rest of them, I sort of have an inkling or an idea what I would. I'm assuming what they'll what they'll do. The only one I suppose it would be the US title match. Well, uh, and I'd be curious to get your opinion on this, uh, Brian, because I know you're not a big fan of the dude. But I think the Daniel Bryan Big Cast match is huge for two reasons. Number one, this will prove how back Daniel Bryan is. And I know that sounds crazy, but this is a pay-per-view match that has been with the actual feud that has been advertised. It's easy to just wrestle a regular match on, a, on, a, on TV, but this is like it. And I feel like this match, this one match here, will either prove Vince right or prove him wrong about Cass. Because this match will show the world either Cass is ready and he got it, or he ain't got the juice. That's a lot riding on one match. Oh, Cass is going over. Oh, yes. I would think so too, yeah, probably. Uh, I am on board now with the Daniel Bryan Big Cast match purely because Big Cast did have motive for attacking Bryan because Bryan got all the the media attention even when both of them returned from injury in the same day. Um, so it's also a stopgap for what is hopefully going to be the feuds leading into SummerSlam between Daniel Bryan and The Miz. Um, it does make like, I'm fine with it. It's also it's beefing up the mid card. We've got AJ Styles and Nakamura in the main event scene in SmackDown at the moment with Samoa Joe hinting that he was hoping to join them. So 
and again it's to help someone get over. What annoys me is you had a really good segment last week and you follow it up with this trash, trash from this week. Um, <laughs> this this is not Big Cass's fault this week. Vince or Jesse James decided, right, let's get a midget out to kid on their Daniel Bryan and Big Cass can just beat on them. That's not that going to help. I thought that was really Brian. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm oh, joking. You're Everybody in listening, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> it's just that's not going to help him get over as a heel. All these stupid. I mean, this isn't 1998 anymore. Come on, Vince. You know, you know, if you want um, Cass to go over as a heel, it's just have him beat the living hell out of Daniel Bryan on Sunday. In like spectacularly dominant fashion, if you want him to go over as as a as a as a force as a as a big time heel, because I think I think I think Daniel Bryan's is so is so over that it, sometimes it just doesn't matter how if he is quote unquote squashed, maybe not so squashed, but so like I don't think it's going to affect his popularity or where he's where he's going, etc. If he loses on Sunday. I think this match is more so, like you say, it's more so about Cass and to see where he is and what the future might hold for him. The the problem isn't fans reacting to Brian getting squashed. The problem is fans, how they treat everybody else who's doing the squashing. That's the problem. Because fans have proven very clearly they will hijack every ounce of that show for Daniel Bryan Danielson. They've proven that. Yeah, and I think Rand's touched on this in a column recently where it seems like they've, they're starting to hit a decent formula where, which is very hard in this day and age, to get the heels properly booed and the faces properly cheered. And people already don't have much of a a like for big casts. So what do they do? They stick them with someone who's over regardless of what they do. So you've already you've got easily got a good guy bad guy divide there, and there aren't going to be any mishaps with regards to the crowd. The crowd will pick who they want to win that match, and the right person you know, will be cheered, and the right person will be booed. And that's why I think to get the it's a formula they've used before. But if they want to get Daniel Bryan like pumped up, they're going to have him lose, so they has to fight back from adversity again. You know when you say that. They're struggling to get the faces cheered and the, and the heels booed. Like off the top of my head, and correct me if I'm wrong. From recent memory, the only one that I can really think of that who was a heel that got cheered right was Punk. Right? No, no. Don't you let me finish it. So Punk, when he was a, when he when he was a heel, he was getting cheered, but he ultimately turned those cheers back into boos. Like he was so over, but he didn't allow the fans to cheer him he was continually kept berating the fans to the point where the fans would st- start to boom like even I can't I, I, off the top of my head I can't think of anyone else who's ultimately been as a hero or whatever been cheered who's then forced the fans to to boom just because of how horrible of a character he is well and then also Punk also made fun of Jerry Lawler at like the week after he had a heart attack you know and he also took the Undertaker, Paul Bearer's yeah, ashes, he's... and poured them over the Undertaker. Like Punk did some really horrible things. But I would, I would, I would like to bring to the court Exhibit A, Kevin Owens' <laughs> his ass. 
Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho as well. Uh, they, they were the biggest heels on the show. Mm-hmm. But they're but it, and they're doing stuff to get booed, and the crowd continues to cheer them. But they literally had to. I've said this a million times, but it's it's funny when you think about it. To get really truly booed, these guys had to attack Daniel Bryan the night he announces he's coming <laughs> back after three years off, and not only attack him, but give him every finish they got, and power bomb him on the apron. Insta and heat. Had to get booed. Insta heat. That's what that was. Insta oh, heat. Like, like, no, like Undertaker could have come back and done that to Daniel Bryan, and he would have been booed. That's how over Daniel Bryan is. Exactly. exactly. So yeah, booking big cash to be a heel is working. I just hope that they don't have him in segments like they did this week. But I have a question for you. At the moment, who do you think is the best heel in both brands? And one who is getting booed. You want me? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, on you go. It's 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 not even it's not even close. Tommaso Ciampa. Oh well, sorry. The, the main roster. Oh damn! Okay, you, I he's, he's he's probably the most hated person in the world. Not even just in wrestling world, just All the right. world in general. If if this was if this was 1983, Tommaso Ciampa would have got stabbed by now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like that's how serious it is. Did they not also <laughs> spoil the end of Avengers as well? Oh yeah, right. He did. Yes, that's so mean. That's the worst thing you could have done. So oh, mean. What a guy. <laughs> Okay, so main roster, top heel on the main roster. Oh my goodness, that's uh Oh that's Rick. easy. Okay. Ro- Roman Reigns. <laughs> so uh, guys, that's our show. Thanks for listening. Alright. Uh, well, can I will I give you my opinion? Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Right. This person was cheered regardless of how badly booked their segments were, regardless of how shit his matches were with certain Smackdown champions but someone who is universally loved and Shinsuke Nakamura is getting booed out of the building these days and that is what a transformation this has been and he's becoming the best part of Smackdown right now and he, what he did was genius So, and it's cheap as hell, it is the cheapest heat you could ever do but you know What's the worst thing you can? What's the worst thing a grown man can do to another grown man in pro wrestling? Kick him in the nuts. Kick oh. him in the dick. Yes, absolutely. And he doesn't do it one time, not two times, not three, not four, not five. This man has done it like eight times, dog. And it's not just a sort of a clip of the area. See when I'm trying to liken it to, see when you artificially inseminate a cow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Visuals that just came to my head. And you you get your Jesus. you're basically right up to your biceps. That's how deep his low blows are. And he loves it. It's and I went to bring I can see you um, testing out the biceps there, Vance. I'm looking at my arm and imagining what you're saying and I am terrified. <laughs> but they're doing a really good job with him just now and I would not have thought I would have been saying this a month ago. Because there were hints at it when he was telling AJ to calm down, be a little less emotional. Um, but and again, I'll, I'll preface this with saying I haven't seen his heel work in New Japan, um, but he's clearly in his comfort zone. And I was wanting to ask as well: Do you think that Vince has settled on a formula? And correct me if I'm wrong. If there have been previous examples of this, but you've got 
and I keep harking back to this Sami Zayn mentioned on the podcast with Jericho that Vince told when he turned heel when he helped Kevin Owens defeat Sami Zayn uh, Shane McMahon at the Hell in a Cell Vince McMahon said just keep smiling just keep doing what you're doing and because of that different moral alignment it makes it it just makes it that much more annoying and Nakamura hasn't really changed much of what he does the only thing he's changed is the low blows but he's still doing the, the spastic jerks the sort of caressing the camera with his eyes he's, he's, he's hardly changed in that respect, he's still doing the same thing so I wonder if Vince has said that to him and it also makes me think as well it, they keep hinting at it but it doesn't actually 100% follow through and they're doing the same with Finn Balor because he's doing the same mannerisms he always does. He's got that big cheesy smile on his face. But Seth Rollins is the more over guy in that rivalry they've got going on just now. So what I'm hoping is going to lead to them having a a proper pay-per-view feud, just the two of them. And they're going to turn Finn full heel, but he just keeps the same mannerisms as he has. And do you think it will work? No, I don't think that one will work. All right. Not the Finn one. Because, and I say that because... So the, the beauty of what Sammy and what Sammy did and uh, Shinsuke in particular, those are two you mentioned. Shinsuke first. Shinsuke's entire persona is that of, I'm just really cocky. I don't really care. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to dance. I'm going to whatever. He will, the whole good vibrations and the put your head against the stomach and wave. and like That's funny because he's likable but that's real dick stuff to do uh-huh. you know but when you have a reason to not like the guy then you then it becomes disingenuous it becomes mean kind of the same thing with Sammy 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 was always neurotic and over the top but he was endearing because he fought for good but that over the topness has gone from being just slightly over the top to come on like chill out dude over the top and it becomes disingenuous. There is nothing I think that Finn's character right now does that can be can be flipped to be disingenuous. You know, uh-huh. I just I don't. And maybe maybe there's more. I know he can be a heel. I know that. But right now, maybe there's more aspects of his personality that I'm not paying attention to that he'll flip if he turns heel. But I don't. I don't. I feel like he'd have to make. He'd have to actually change something about him to be heel. Ricky, what do you think? Um, I don't. <clears throat> yeah, I'd, like it wouldn't bother me if it turned him or not. If I'm honest, uh, what's happening right now is working just fine. <clears throat> and also, like, like you don't want to, you don't want to present too many guys or wrestlers in the same way. Um. So no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't turn them. I'm quite. I'm. I've enjoyed their matches. Their chemistry together is quite good. Um, I don't think there's any need to turn Finn at the moment. Anyway, I think. I think when Dean Ambrose comes back, I think that's when you're going to see uh, him potentially turning, and then Seth gets into the classic face versus heel program. Um, but like you said, I, I, I would actually like, and I hope, I hope. Raw, what happened on Raw wasn't sort of a conclusion of this little feud between them two because I was hoping that maybe this would run through like a couple of months at least, or maybe at least another month when it's just the two of them, Finn and Seth. Because uh, the match they had on Raw was 
unbelievable. Top I notch. really, really liked it. Really, really, really good. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm hoping that they keep it going for one more month at least, which and might coincide with Ambrose's return eventually, or at least maybe Jason Jordan's return. Oh, big GG. So it, gives, it gives Seth something else to do. I'm just not entirely sure when they're coming back. But I know, I know we're talking about Seth. I want to quickly jump back to the Greatest Royal Rumble. The finish to that ladder match was the greatest finish I've seen. One of the best finishes I've been seeing in a ladder match. Because as Finn's actually like almost getting a title, like finally someone runs up a ladder the way you're supposed to run up a ladder. And it was just it was perfect. And it was just tied in with the, thing, the whole thing that I got there right before you and I've just put one over you again by like sort of and you hold on to you had your fingertips on it and I've just beat you just by the skin of my teeth the finish of that match was excellent that entire match was excellent um, but yeah I'm, like I say I'm hopefully they keep it going for one more month because I think I, there's, there's still there's more than enough juice left in that storyline yeah there will be juice left if Finn turns heel <laughs> can I fantasy book for a moment please so, I'll first say, firstly say, I love, like, I'm going to say Human Finn and Demon Finn. Human Finn, I love... Human Finn. Human Finn. <laughs> um, the humanoid version. Um, I think he's really good when he shows his aggressive side, a mark out, especially in the multi-man matches when he has, when he gets, he just notches up the aggression. It's excellent. It makes me think that we don't actually need to see Demon Finn, but we know that Finn keeps coming up short the last wee while. Something's not working for him. He's got this feel-good attitude. Um, he seems very nonchalant, but driven when he's in his matches. He's always got that smile on his face. But it's not working for him. He's not winning when it counts. So, maybe, at Backlash, I still think Seth will beat Miz because they're not going to have two mid-card titles on SmackDown. But after the match, maybe... A certain demon makes an appearance, and I'm not talking about the big red mare, I'm talking about Finn, and attacks Seth after the match. Do you think that could work? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't turn them. But I, I, I'm, I, know, I know what you're saying, I, I wouldn't actually mind if it just came down on Raw and... Because <coughs> is, is, is it Money in the Bank next? I'm looking that up right now, actually, because I, I want to... I want to fantasy book against your fantasy booking. Ooh. So <laughs> you could maybe, maybe if it is money in the bank, maybe maybe that that was the ending then to their little feud on at Raw just a couple of days ago, which which is fine because especially you'd imagine potentially at least one of them, if not both, are going to be in that money in the bank match. Um, so you'd imagine it would be two, one for SmackDown, one for Raw. Unless they just put three and three in it, or four and four from each brand, and it was just one one briefcase. Got the women's should be four and four, yeah. Yeah, so that's, if if they done one, um, just one money in the bank match, but well, I it'd be two. Seth it'd be one actually, women's and one yeah. men's, but yeah. So I would expect Seth and Finn to be in that, um, and then potentially at that point you could all you could maybe go something along the lines that Seth's about to grab the briefcase, but Ambrose or Jordan return to push him off a ladder or something and then you could continue a storyline there Seth is so, starting to get quite the target on his back when you think about it I know there's not much kayfabe reason for Dean to be annoyed with Seth but you've got Jason Jordan who would no doubt be jealous of Seth's success and overness with the crowd um, he keeps one up, getting one up over on Finn 
Um, he's, as I say, he's getting quite the target on his back, but he's just... He's basically the best guy on Raw right now in terms of fan reaction. I, I change my mind. I change my mind. I want Seth to end Brock's reign. Yep, I was going to say that. Is that going to happen? How do, not happen? I know. I know, but just, just please don't, please don't shoot down my idea so quickly. Oh, hey, let me pretend it's going to happen. So, so let me say this about Seth. Um, his money in the bank is next, by the way. That is, is next. The reason that that Finn doesn't have to turn heel, in my opinion, to continue the feud is this one thing. We haven't seen the demon in forever. And Seth has never beat the demon. Right. So because of that, what Finn could say is, I right, look, so I know we were two and two. You finally beat me. You beat me fair and square, but let's do this. Let's rerun this one more time. But this time, I'm going to, this time, I'm going to, however you, he would say it, I'm going to be the demon or whatever, and run the demon versus Seth for the IC title. Final, it's it. Move on at Money in the Bank and that that be one of the marquee matches besides Money in the Bank because think about think about how stacked our roster is how both the rosters are Seth and Finn don't have to be in the Money in the Bank no they don't Alive, Bobby Roode Bobby Lashley you know so many people out there that have that could use that opportunity gender <laughs> I didn't want to say him but yeah because I feel like gender is a lock for Money in the Bank Corbin you know um Wait, but wait, anyway, a lock, a lock to win it or just be in the match? No, just to be in the match. Oh, okay. Just be in the, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so nervous just now. Um, but, yes, and I feel like that is leading to eventually um, Seth and Jordan at SummerSlam. And I guess Finn can turn heel if he wants to after that, but he doesn't have to turn heel for this feud. Interesting. I think so. So, so Demon Finn goes over. No, Seth. Seth has to beat Demon Finn. Uh, that's what I was thinking as well. Seth would have to beat Demon Finn, which could be the catalyst that could make Finn flip out. Because so the whole, the whole again, we're, the whole story behind Finn becoming the Demon is I look. Can I give you an analogy? I look at I look at Finn Balor and the Demon King like Bruce Banner and the Hulk. Right. And when Finn can't handle it no more, the demon's like, I got you. So, I think an interesting way to, and I, I realize this is a little different than Bullet Club, Prince Devitt, but an interesting way to turn Finn heel and not have to change him tremendous, like a whole lot is for him to finally lose the demon because he's only lost once the demon, that was to Joe in NXT, but for his personality to get a bit fractured. And for the demon to start take over more than he wants it to, which right. I, I don't now that would never happen. But I think that would be an interesting way to kind of flip his personality. It would be. I would be for that actually. Um, I was just thinking about you saying about the money in the bank contenders. Maybe that's how Brock loses the title. Uh, and I call back to the hardcore twenty four seven rule. A camera follows the Money in the Bank briefcase holder down to the farm that Brock and his family live in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. I'd love it. Any, anything, anything that harkens back to that hardcore title, I'm all in. 
because Rans, I don't know if you know this about me, but Clive, what's my favourite title in the history of wrestling? The hardcore one. Yeah. Yes. Wow. When when it was the twenty four seven rule. So like, Crash, how did you get? Oh, they were having a, a fight in like a children's play area, and you had a uh, Briscoe with the little finger on top of him and stuff, and the ref didn't like. I don't know why, but it, it was it's my favorite title. Who was it when he when who followed him to the uh to like the the Chuck E. Cheese looking place? Last well, yeah, I can't. Uh, was it headbanger? Somebody, oh, I can't remember who it was. I think it was a headbanger that that followed him there. <laughs> yeah, that that was. I, I did love that, but so I don't know that. I I don't know, man. I've like I have. I have really tried to fantasy book a million different ways how Brock... Well, this... Okay, I have a question for you. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Do you think that... And I'd love to get Brian's opinion too, but do you think that they are keeping the belt on Brock so long to effectively wash Punk out of having the longest title reign in the modern era? Well... We spoke about that on Friday, and and you made a good point saying it's two different titles. But correct me again if I'm wrong. I believe it was Michael Cole. Did he not say something along the lines he's got like the seventh or eighth longest uh, title reign in WWE history? Which yeah, when, yeah, when, absolutely. When he said when he said that, it, like even before it, you had an inkling that maybe that's what they could be doing. But when he said that, like that, that was it. We now just need to accept. I don't know when. When? How long is he going? Is, is it a few weeks away? Maybe from like breaking. Two it? It's like two months away. So, like I think because it was four hundred thirty-four days. That's what they're doing, and it, it, as soon as, as soon as he said that, it never at the time it never clicked. It like maybe because I was so convinced that Roman was going to win, but now it makes sense that yeah, Brock will hold it for another two months in order to break Punk's reign. But I so. Vince is petty. We know this. Vince is petty. But it just doesn't make sense because Brock's not holding the main title. Brock, well, he I guess it is looked at the main title because he's holding it, but the title with all the lineage, the title with all the history, the title with all of the prestige is that WWE Championship. And that's what Punk held for 434 days. So as far as I'm concerned, and I'm sure a lot of fans are concerned, Brock could hold that fake title for... 2,000 days is not going to take away Punk or Hogan's reign before that or Bruno's two reigns before that. I just don't I don't see it that way and I'm scared that fans like the Roman thing or building that up in their own minds to have more vitriol towards the company. Because, like, and, and real quick real quick, uh, the vitriol, I say that because if, let's say, let's say hypothetically Brock beats, Brock's reign outlasts Punk's WWE Championship reign. The heat won't go on Brock because nobody cares anymore. He's going to go on the company because uh-huh. they're going to say, "Well, Vince is so petty; he had to ruin Punk." And this, you know, kind of like with Nikki. Nikki didn't get the heat when she beat AJ's reign. The company got got the heat. So that's not really good because the transfers of heat should go from person to person, not to the damn company. I, I just think that two things: a we are not supposed to think like that in Vince's eyes, the way you've just said it. And B, I think he is genuinely just 
like you said, he has that petty and he says, I just think he's, in his mind, as long as he gets rid of that reign or allows Brock to overtake the reign, move up the rankings, I think in Vince's mind, he's like, that's oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that sort of thing. I don't really care what other people may think. <sighs> I think he is holding it over for another couple of months. How many... But, how many years and months is it? Is it four hundred and thirty-four days? Yes. Yeah. Right. So how many days? How many months and years is that? Two. Durante two. So it's about sixty or so days or something like. That. Yeah. So oh. something to that order. It's it's some, basically that if he goes to SummerSlam, he's well he's past it for sure. But he'll pass it before he gets to SummerSlam. If he stays for SummerSlam, and by the way. To give you, you give you some guys some news that we know, but it's not being talked about that much. This whole talk about him going to UFC ain't happening because he's not back in the USADA pool. Yep, and he ha- and he has a six month suspension, so he could have been did that. He could have been in the USADA pool while he was wrestling, so he could have been done that, and the suspension would have been over. But he hasn't done it yet. So if he leaves, if when he leaves, it's not to go to UFC. So you can quit that thought in our minds. That's gone. So I don't think he's going anytime soon. Oh, oh damn! I mean, no, he's leaving tomorrow. My bad. He's leaving. Oh, good, tomorrow. good, 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 good. <laughs> he's going to be. I it. think he's in the impact zone. <laughs> Caleb would like that. I don't know if Caleb would like that. Usually. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, thought, I was going to say something. Now. I've completely forgot. Yeah. Um, just. Folks, just that CM Punk reign, 434 days. Oh my goodness, that was 434 days of absolute joy. Just want to get that out, I miss that man so much. You haven't predicted that he'll return for quite a while? Yeah, I mean, I predicted uh, Kurt was going to return for like two straight years before that prediction came true, and I've started my CM Punk is returning imminently, which is never going to happen, I don't think. There's only one person in this business who's more. Pe- there are two people. So the 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 four most petty people in wrestling history Bret are Hart. Ultimate Warrior, Bret Hart, Vince McMahon, and number one on that list is CM Punk. <laughs> Phil Brooks is the most petty person in wrestling history. So as long as long as he as long as he wants to hold his grudge, which could possibly be his rest of his life, he's not coming back. But I feel like ten years from now, they're gonna say, "Hey, we want to put you in the Hall of Fame," and he'll do that. Because I think he realizes that this was mo- this was my life for forty years. I can't just throw that away. So at least let me get honored, and I can move by my way. I feel like that'll happen. I don't know. I can't see him. I don't know if he would do that. Do you think that what happened to him is worse than what happened to Bret Hart? No. Bret came back. Bret didn't only come back. Bret wrestled again, with knowing he can't take a blow to the head. So nothing was worse than Bret. And you know what Jeff Jarrett did to to Vince. Vince brought him back. What what happened between Warrior and Vince? They came back together. What happened between Hogan and Vince? All the times they kept coming back. There's no way Punk ain't coming back ever. He might not have wrestled again, but he he'll definitely do something with the company again. Definitely. He's just so outspoken though when it comes to WWE. <laughs> Like, well, v- Red Hart talks so. about Triple H to this day, so... <laughs> That's true. 
Time time heals, I guess. Some people just need longer than others. Hung needs a lifetime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, no, I I just it's it's gotta happen. It's got to. How about we do some predictions then? Since we've sort of toyed with the idea of who we think will win the matches at Backlash, will we do some actual predictions then? Why not? Do we have to? No, I'm Well, you don't have to, but we've had a, a league going since we basically started, so... Well, on last week's Outsiders Edge, Rance decided, well, wanted to do the league, but Carl, I believe, was a bit hesitant, and ultimately he was told we're doing it. So it's, it's it's the same situation here. We we've been doing a league for I've no idea how long. Do, can you like, have you been keeping track of it though, Clive? Yeah, I've got all the numbers here. I'll just recap for you. Um, Barry and Jr. are on, on tonight, and um, we might get them into the future. But just to let you know that Ricky and Barry are tied at 110 points apiece, both in the lead, and I'm just behind with 108 points. JR is on 78 um, Rance feel free to chime in if you want but seeing as you're in this league you would be starting on 0 points and the possibility of catching up would be as likely as CM Punk returning to WWE so you're telling me I got a chance <laughs> basically yeah never say never I have a really random order for these so I'm going to start with, we've not really talked actually much about the women's matches heading into Backlash, this first one I've got here is Carmella and Charlotte Ricky I don't think we're going to see a title change just yet so I've stuck with Carmella here. Yeah I'm the same I expect um, the, icon- the Iconics to get involved in for, her to- for them to help Carmella retain some- one way or another how do you think the Iconics have done upon their call-up to the main roster? Uh, they've been fine. They've been fine. Um, but a new blood in there. Um, I think also with um, putting them alongside Carmella, which is, that seems to be the road they're heading down, it, it adds, it takes away, I suppose, how some people might feel about Carmella as a wrestler. That at least at least if she's got that back up there, you know, in some people's eyes it's sort of it's diminished the title in a sense because she's got it um, but at least at least it gives her a bit of purpose and it gives you there's still a bit of um, I'm trying to think of the correct word here there's still a bit of honour in the title in a sense um, having them two alongside her because like in my in my eyes, I would have kept tight on Charlotte, but you know, it's fine. Like the way they've done it now, especially now, I think the Iconics need to stay alongside Carmella to make her continue making her look like a credible and strong champion. And I think that's the road they will go down. So yeah, they've done fine for me. Yeah, I don't. The, the Iconics have done so well that they broke up Absolution. <laughs> that was kind of awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Did I miss something? What happened there? What was that all about? It was like a, it was like a breakup in public. Mm. Like you ever had a bad a breakup awkward, in public? Very awkward one. Yeah, but the other person can't be mad because everybody watching. <laughs> but no, I, I feel like what they're doing is Paige is. We know Paige had to retire. She can't wrestle no more, and she got the new job. She's trying to take the job extremely seriously. 
So taking it seriously does not allow her to have play favorites. So she said, all right, well, so I don't have no favorites. My group is dead. Y'all can have opportunities, same opportunities as everybody else. But you're not going to sit, you're not going to be a part of a group that has my name attached to it. I think they missed a trick with that one there. That could have been quite interesting to see um, Absolution try to get favourites with Paige. I think they still will. That I think that is that's actually exactly what's going to happen. I feel like they're going to continue to. It would be perfect if they could if they could jump her, but they can't. But I feel like they're going to do everything they can. That there's going to be a feud between Mandy and Sonya and Paige in some sort of in some way or form or fashion. Uh huh. I feel like. Yeah. Besides, and by the way, Carmella's done with the match. Just it's, yeah. it's my, my opinion no matter, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think having a cowardly shit heel really takes away the prestige of a title, regardless of what the title is. I think it just makes it makes it more important for whoever beats that person to win that title back, and it makes that eventual title change that much sweeter. So I don't think it really does ruin the prestige of a title, to be honest with you. I have changed my tune over the years with that, but there we go. <laughs> now, a match, see in the face of it, there isn't really much to do with this match. Roman versus Joe. Um, really, what is the point in it? Rance? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, what did you say? Just basically, is there a point in this Roman Reigns-Samoa Joe match? Yes. <laughs> okay. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, yes. Uh, no, yes, it's definitely a point in the match. So I think that at the point behind the match is twofold. Number one, continue on with the conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory thing, right? Um... Number two, I believe that every so every year after WrestleMania, going into Backlash, it's always Backlashes or whatever the first pay per view is, is always the most awkward pay per view of the year because you have all the new call ups. Recently, you've had the Superstar Shakeup. You have feuds ending and beginning. It's the like the true beginning of the new year. So you have oftentimes you've had feuds that you know are going to be a one-off because they have to go to somebody else because somebody else is leaving. The match is going somewhere, this, that, and the other. So, I feel like it makes Backlash feel much more important because we know Roman's the top guy. We know Joe is one of the best guys they have. This is the last chance you get to see him wrestle again. So, it, it makes it feel more at least from what the company's trying to push, it makes it feel more important because while it'd be real cool to see these guys feud for three months, you ain't gonna get that. You ain't gonna get that. So you need to see them fight now because Joe been talking all this trash. Roman been getting beat down and been hearing Joe talk all this trash. So they only got one chance to get at each other and watch it live on pay per view, nine ninety nine. Who do you think will win? I think call me crazy. Joe gonna choke him out. See, I've picked Roman purely because a common theme over the years has been that Roman can't win the big one, even though he does at the big time. But he, when it's the feuds that aren't really big ones, he wins them. So I went for Roman, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if Joe won it, to be honest with you. 
Rollins won three pay per view matches since he, since he beat the Undertaker. Braun Strowman, the first time, after, and then Braun beat his ass the rest of the times. Match with the Shield against the New Day, and he beat uh, Braun again in the Elimination Chamber after Braun eliminated five other people. <laughs> so, yeah, but, uh, Roman is not. As good a big match re- winner as we as we think he is, he's oh in, in uh, John Cena. Sorry, yeah. Like Big John, yeah. yeah. He, big match John, yes. Big match Roman, historically no. Yeah, I think I'm going to change my mind and go for Joe actually because I think it gives him more impetus to challenge the winner between AJ and Nakamura. I'm still undecided who's going to win that one, but I think what we will see next for the SmackDown title will be a triple threat between the three of them. And that will further further <laughs> Ranch's face was a picture there. So from an in-ring perspective, that's cool. But I hate when two guys have a very serious, entertaining, fun feud that isn't just something to throw together. Like, it's nuanced and layered and built and has reasons and all that. And you throw somebody else in it just to throw them in. I hate that. But... I've, I'm giving away my next pick. I've, I think I'm going to go for Nakamura. So if um, that's the case, yeah, uh, hi, hi, I'm on a podcast. I haven't picked a winner yet. I know I'm going to go. Oh, hey, Ricky, <laughs> let's meet you. I'm, I am coming back to you. Don't worry. I just want to say that I think with Nakamura winning, it wouldn't make sense for me if they had two heels face each other for the title. So I think that's why they're going to have a triple threat. But Roman versus Joe, Ricky, what is your pick? <laughs> and I'm why? Going to go Joe. Oh, all Joes. So I'm going to go Joe. I think, like you say, it sort of ties in what you said, and also Joe's talked a lot of shit to him, like somewhat true. Obviously, some of the stuff he's saying, I just feel like it would make him look really daft, and it wouldn't make sense to me if he didn't put him to win, and it could continue the whole Roman conspiracy, Roman going on a downward spiral, whatever. But I also don't think we'll see Joe being shoehorn straight into that title picture I can maybe see him coming down to maybe stake his claim to then be interrupted by you know could be like Randy Orton or Jeff Hardy or someone else and we might see a feud between them before Joe goes into the title picture Joe will be your money in the bank winner oh I like it because in the beauty of that is because since that's the next pay-per-view you ain't got to put him in no feud uh-huh you don't have to put him in a feud. You could, he could just be aimless and beat everybody up. Money in the bank. There you go. Interesting. And I also agree with you with your Nakamura pick. Right. So we'll me pick, too. Right. Yes. Yes. We're across the board. But uh, I don't know if he'll win the title. It's there's no, no DQ. He, it, there's nothing else he oh, can so do. It is, it's oh, no so DQ. It's no DQ. They can do what they, they want. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he will win the title then. That's right. I forgot it was no DQ. If yeah. hey, if 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 Shinsuke was a really smart guy, you know what he'd do at the beginning of the match? Kick him in the balls. Start the match that way. Uh-huh. That's that will ultimately happen, and it probably will happen towards the end and lead to the finish, where he'll do it, and then Gallows and Anderson come down to help AJ, but turn on AJ. No, I'm just Ooh, talking no, nonsense, no. but no, I th- I'm going Nakamura. Though I think Nakamura wins it. I just think if Nakamura doesn't win this one, then where does he go from here? Are they going to keep doing the feuds? 
with AJ as the champion yet again? No, because in, in like kayfabe sense or whatever, then if AJ wins, then like there's no dirty way to win it because technically it's you know it's not a no DQ. So I would then imagine that if AJ wins it, like in kayfabe sense, why would why would Nakamura get another match? Why would he get another rematch? Uh-huh. So especially on the show where there's supposed to be no contractually obligated rematches. Mm-hmm. So we've all went no. for Nakamura there. Next one on my list is Seth versus Mike Mizanin or Mizanin for the Intercontinental title. Mizanin. <laughs> um, are we going to me? Are we going to me first? Yes. Um, okay. Well, well, I think we are. I think all three of us and the people listening know what we picked because we kind of just we fantasy booked Seth all the way to like. Uh-huh. WrestleMania 36, so <laughs> you know, but no, Seth wins, I believe, because we, I think we all agree that whether we pick Seth to win or not, Seth is not finished with Finn yet. No, I yeah, I think I agree, and um, it will be a good match, so I think it will be good. The Miz has good interaction with all members of the Shield. The Miz had a very good DQ match with Dean Ambrose last year, which was one of the matches that actually finally won me over with the Miz. So I think both guys having very intelligent wrestling mind who could be in for a treat, but I think it's going to be a Seth win here. And you've said this also, Ricky, earlier tonight. Yeah, like you say, um, all signs are pointing to a Seth win. Um, I don't think there's too much to add on to the actual prediction why we think that. I think the match itself will be good. Um, but yes, Seth retains. And we've all been across the board as well with regards to Cass, Big Cass winning. Yep. Look, somebody got to pick different, man. <laughs> I'm going to start picking the opposite of what y'all picked just to catch up. Since I, I guess, am I in the league now? You can. At, up at a whopping score of zero. <laughs> but wait a minute. But wait a minute. If this was Premier League, zero technically isn't a loss. It's a tie. <laughs> You get one point if you if you tie. At least I get a point. <laughs> okay, I'm, go ahead. I'm just messing. Go ahead. Right. Well, this one, I think I know the answer for this one as well. Raw Women's Championship match between Nia Jax and <laughs> <laughs> Little yeah. Miss Bully. I don't even. I don't even think Alexa's mama picking Alexa to win this match. No. <laughs> I'm enjoying Nia, Nia Jax. Nia Jax. I'm enjoying her right now. She's doing well. Um, she's doing well as the sort of face of the the red brand. She's a popular champion. She comes across as a fighting champion. She's not afraid to stand up for herself. It's good stuff. Well, here's well since since we all agree on this one very clearly. Here's a here's a, another question to add to fill the time that we would fill if we were normally going to talk about this match. <laughs> who's, who's who's her next opponent? Mm, um, yeah, because I think once this is over and done with, it is over and done with. Yeah, when you Samoan drop a woman from the second rope down and beat her, and then you beat her again in the rematch, I don't think there's any other reason for her to keep coming back. Ricky, do you have a, an option for Nia Drax's next opponent? Um... Hmm... 
I don't know. It won't be Sasha Bailey. Um, I, I don't know. I feel another multi woman. Maybe, maybe Ruby Riot. Yes, Ruby. She's gonna run with the riots for a couple a couple weeks. That's why Ruby beat Sasha, and then they're gonna have the super clash of black women, Nia versus Ember at SummerSlam. Would that be face v face? Yeah, I think so. So you you don't think that would be too soon to put Ember Moon into the title picture? No, I don't think so. Well, but she would have to appear on Raw for this to happen. So maybe they'll start building that eventually, but I don't think so. Hmm. She's doing not bad for herself, and I'm trying to teach myself to be patient with these NXT call-ups, especially ones who don't have a sort of clearly fleshed-out storyline like the Iconics do. They've definitely got a story. Um, So I'm trying to be patient with them, but I don't know, it's hard to say. I think they're going to keep Ronda Rousey away from it for a while, definitely. She'll be tied up with the likes of Mickey James, probably Alexa Bliss, and eventually Natalia later on down the line because her heel turn is blatant, it always is, uh, imminent. Um, so Ronda will be busy for a good few months, and that gives, I think Ruby Riot is a good shout. She did herself well versus Charlotte there was a couple of botches in that match but that wasn't all Ruby's fault I think she's good enough to challenge Nia Jax with just wrestling skill mic skills and stuff like that that should be good and I do like Ruby Riot as well I I think the beauty of the Riot feud is that even though Ruby's so much smaller she got a group yes she's got muscle well, I wouldn't call those ladies muscular, but sure. Vascular. Oh, muscular in the, in the other term. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh-huh. The proverbial muscle. Yes. Not the Drew McIntyre muscle. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all, we're all for Nia Jax in that one? Yep. So next one. Gee, I wonder who's going to win this one. Um... Braun Strowman and Bob Lashley versus the Quebecers. What a random match this one is. Eh, it's not totally random, but sure. It's just bizarre. They fight each other every week since the Superstar Shakeup. It's only been the second week, though, is it not? Is that right? Third. Third? Weeks. Rick, I've already put in your prediction, and I don't even know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman. Same here, by the way. Uh, is this the night that is this the night they break up? Does Bobby turn on Lashley? Does Bobby turn? Does Bobby turn on Braun? Um, it's too early. They're going to be a mega powers. <laughs> mega powers. Okay. <laughs> or 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 does Ko and Sammy break up? Ooh. And see now, there you go. Intrigue in the match. You're welcome, people. <laughs> um, I've got a wee joke for you. Okay. <laughs> um, and this is slightly religion based, and I don't know if it is the right country. How, this is how ignorant I am. But Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley will be tagged. 
a tag team for quite a while and they will end up being tag champions and they will defend their all tag champions when WWE return to Saudi Arabia I don't know if it is Saudi Arabia and they will be the Mecha Powers <laughs> Wow Ladies and gentlemen, um, that is the end of the Rick and Clive Wrestling Show forever. (laughs) Oh, the Mecha Powers. It's clever. Did I at least get the country right? Yes. That is in Saudi Arabia, yes. Wow. (laughs) Mecha Powers. All right. Uh, (laughs) I don't know where where we go after that. They are unmovable pillars and then I did it again unmovable pillars you just keep you just going you you just keep going you keep going I keep going off the mic basically (laughs) (laughs) pipe bomb yeah right pipe bomb (laughs) right (laughs) Um, last one this might differ in terms of predictions and then again it might not Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton for the United States Championship title belt I went for Jeff Hardy Ricky who are you going to go for? Um, I'll go Jeff as well <laughs> well I'm going Randy Orton just to be different damn it No, well is that your actual pick though? it's not no Jeff Hardy's winning <laughs> backspace, backspace, backspace. See, see, this worries me because normally the shows that are that are this easy to predict are the ones where they swerve us the most. Yes, exactly. I mean, are we, are we went into WrestleMania like, and there was about three or four matches where I was adamant that the winner was. It was blatantly obvious, and like I thought, Asuka was definitely winning. I assumed Nakamura was definitely winning, and I oh, assumed man. Roman Reigns was also definitely winning. Yeah, with the mania predictions, I had an awful night, a terrible night. Yeah. I only, yeah. I only got safe face because I picked Matt Hardy to win the battle royal. That's not a safe face, dog. I don't think that's one where you save face. That's that's the battle royal. No, we got ten points for picking that winner. I need to be in this group. Ten points, Jesus Christ! <laughs> ten points. Uh, and it's yeah. A- you know what we should have done because it was a 50 man Royal Rumble we should have done 50 points for that one and you well, would have see, that one was that one was a little more you can kind of tell two people were going to win that Braun or Daniel there was nobody else that's true it certainly wasn't going to be Titus O'Neil well we don't know that had he not fallen maybe he would have been the favourite card subject to change <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he was thought that the last match was that was that the last match in the card um, I think so according oh. to Lords of Pain as of what, this evening no tonight I mean oh, right. <laughs> what are you talking about backlash <laughs> yeah in fact do you know what's going to be the I've got another joke for oh. you but you actually might laugh at this one the the pre-show match will be a Titus O'Neil under the ring battle royal These are like the best dad, wrestling dad jokes ever. Caleb will love this, these ones. Caleb is... Di- I promise you, when he hears this, he will die. This will be amazing to him. 
Did you? Did you? Did you? I don't know if you guys saw the tweet I retweeted the other day that uh, said that uh, from JJ Williams from the Wrestling Observer newsletter, but he said he just someone in his mentions just said that at Andrade Cien Almas is the Mexican Alberto Del Rio. Oh. <laughs> that was Caleb. Caleb was the one who said that. He so, said that? yes. Was it was it being tongue in cheek? Oh yeah, it's Caleb. I, sometimes I don't know when he's telling when he's being honest. <laughs> Everything is always sarcastic or a joke. I have to question when he's being real. He makes us work ourselves into a shoot. And he enjoys that. I know. Uh, the US title match. Um, I'm not sure if I care that much, actually, if I'm being honest. Well, now that you mentioned Almas, with these promo videos that have been doing with him, I feel like it seems like um, it's almost like they're treating him like a big deal, and I like how they never rushed him in straight away from the superstar shakeup, and they're just it's been week by week, and you're getting different videos. I think he'll probably come in next week, but I, I have enjoyed the way they're presenting him at the moment. Well, how, look at the other wrestlers. I'm sure there was one, uh, someone else as well, but Emma had the many week vignette, vignette treatment, and that turned pretty sour. To the point but that, that was a gimmick more than her, though. I know, but are they going to? If they, it makes me think that they've not actually got any plans for Almas at all, and they're just going to keep doing these videos. Well, I tend to, I tend to agree with Ricky. I believe that it's just strictly to make him look big, because I feel like here comes another prediction: Andrade Cien Almas is going to attack Jeff Hardy after Jeff Hardy beats Randy Orton. Ooh, interesting. I would like that very much. I would, I would give Almas a title very quickly. Actually, personally, he's a great champion. He's a tremendous champion. Oh, he's a fantastic champion. And I didn't think I'd be saying that a year ago. I don't think any of us did. Aye. All hail Selena Vega. So that's us with the predictions. As far as I'm aware, one, two, three, four, eight matches. It's quite a strange card, but. I'm not too fussed with that. It shows. It says to me that they're not trying to shoot their load for all these dual branded pay per views and put on the best super cards that they can every single month. So, it's I think. Sorry, sorry. I think also it's just sort of like the culmination of getting these dual brand feuds out of the way because they done the shake up so soon, and it's just you always you kind of got that feeling as soon as they done the shake up, you were going to get one of a few of these matches that were interbrand matches and you just sort of have to get them out of the way just sort of give closure to that actual storyline before they move on to a new storyline and the proper storylines with people on their own brand so I don't, I don't mind the card so much I think wrestling wise I think the card will be fine I think it will it'll be a good there's a good few matches I'm looking forward to you've got AJ Naka from a wrestling point of view Samoa Joe and Roman Seth and Miz Melina versus Alicia Fox <laughs> Oh, that's not on this card. The under the under the ring battle royal. The under the ring battle. Oh, hey, you know, you know the favorite is, isn't that right? Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. <laughs> or oh, that guy who played Daniel Bryan in Tuesday night there. Again, that wasn't Daniel. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. To avoid me, to avoid any of us hitting out with any more bad jokes, let's end the show. Not now as some of you may wish, but with the quiz. <laughs> yes. Right. 
I'll, how would you guys feel about in saving me time splicing it in would you like to hear a live rendition of the quiz time theme after cool. after, the, after the mecha joke the pillars joke and the Titus joke why not now, I think Jeremy <laughs> right okay <laughs> it's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and Rance a fucking WWE quiz dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I like I like I like old uh, amendment you made to it where you included Rance into it it was, it was very well done you know what we need to do you know how your logo says Ricky and Clive and Friends? Whenever I'm on, I'm going to cross that out and type my name in pencil. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, like, I'm the friend of Ricky and Clive. Crudely draw it in just to, like, badly graffitied on. Well, my handwriting is terrible. It doesn't have to be badly graffitied. It could just be me writing. <laughs> right. So, Ricky, do you actually have a quiz for this week? Yes, I do. Good. Thank you. <laughs> right, the quiz is I'm going to tell you the, re- the names, the real names of wrestlers, and you need to tell me who this wrestler is. Okay, right, so before we start, my. So, bu- Mark Kelly is, you know, uh-huh. we all know who that is, The Undertaker, so. On you, and before we go, you just need to answer a new buzzer, I believe, as well. Do you want to know my buzzer? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I worked out. Look, so I've known about this for like three weeks. So I've 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 planned. My buzzer is the catchphrase of the esteemed, prestigious Skip Sheffield, aka Ryback. Yip yip yip. What it do? (laughs) (laughs) Three weeks, dog. I really really looked. Do I have permission to change my buzzer, Ricky? Yeah, go ahead. Right, it's going to be the. An Urdu version of Road Dogs. <laughs> so that is Otono Nepata. <laughs> that means, oh, you didn't know in Urdu slash Punjabi. And we actually, on our early, early, early doors of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, we had a segment where for about 10 minutes straight we were just saying wrestling sayings uh, in Punjabi. And we tweeted it out. And we tweeted at Road Dog, who liked the tweet. <laughs> wow! How do you say it again? Oh, Tono Nupata. Say it. Say it. Oh man, this is no, no, right. Here we go. Right. So, number one, Brianna Garcia. Oh, uh, you people, what to do? Yep. Brie Bella. Correct. Number two, Nick Nemeth. Otono Nepata. Dolph Ziggler. Correct. <laughs> number oh, number three, oh. uh, Pamela Martinez. Yep, 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 what to do? Oh. It's Bailey. Yes. Well done. Thank you, sir. Number four, Austin Jenkins. <laughs> Fucking hell, who cares for a name like that? Yep, yep, what to do? You, you, as soon as you get it, yep. Yep, 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 what to do? For the record, Jenkins is the blackest name in America. That's, 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 
Isn't that a uh, isn't that a uh, Xavier Woods? That's not. Oh, oh, it's got to be a black guy. So there you go. I've helped you. Uh, I will. I will follow up on that comment. As not. Is that a black guy? No. Was he raised by black people? Perhaps <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> That's a quite a specific okay. question there. Um, Austin Jenkins. Right, I'll give you a clue that he is an NXT. Austin Jenkins. Austin Jenkins. Oh no 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 no. Um... <laughs> no 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go for a stab in the dark. Oh, Tono Nepata. Yep. Um, Tucker Knight. No. Okay, can, can I try again? Yep. Give you what to do. Is that Adam Cole? Correct. Oh, well done. Okay. I, wait, before we continue, I will quickly Google something. I, I will read out as I'm Googling, if you don't mind. Was... <laughs> Adam Cole <laughs> raised by black parents. Don't, don't put don't put no 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 no. You're gonna ask it correctly. Don't say parents. Say black folk. F O L K. Yes. <laughs> That'll give you the answer you want. Do you know it would be quite funny if you put that into Google and you know how sometimes it automatically fills up the search engine for you. <laughs> so it'd be funny if someone else had already asked that. Well, who doesn't want to know if Adam Cole was raised by black folk? <laughs> right? Oh, uh, it doesn't say. See, when you say folk, it sounds like it's more than two. <laughs> well, when when so in the black community, the family raises the the kid, right. not just the parents. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's me just being learnt. <laughs> oh, right, moving on. Number five. <laughs> John David Good. Otono Nepata. Yep. Dean Ambrose. Correct. Yep. Number six. Now, I'm not sure how to pronounce his surname, so I'll give it a go. It is Rami Sebai. Oh, uh, uh, you people want to do? Yep. Uh, Sami Zayn. Yes. Caleb would disown me as a friend if I didn't get that right. <laughs> Here we go. Number seven. Adam Scher. Oh, oh uh, go ahead. You got it. Uh, Braun. Correct. Yeah. So it's, it's currently 4-3 to Rance. Little known fact that Adam Scher is actually Scher's son in real life. <laughs> a swing and a miss. <laughs> a swing and a miss. <laughs> Number 8. Jeffrey Logan is it Skilio? Skilio? S-C-I-U-L-L-O. What? I have no idea how to pronounce that surname. Okay, so Jeff- I got it. Huh? Go on. I'll, okay, can can I ask for it? Is it, is it NXT or WWE? WWE. Okay. Uh, yep, 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 what it do? Mm-hmm. Is that Kalisto? Nope. Some uh, profiling going on there, Rance. Absolutely, <laughs> it's what we're taught. As Americans, you're taught English, you're taught uh, you're taught English, you're taught math, uh, you're taught science, and you're taught profiling. That's what you learn in elementary school. 
Besides, um, Callisto's real name is Scrappy Dooley also. Oh, I knew that. What's wrong with me? Oh my god. Uh, I don't have a I don't have a Scooby Doo, which is Raymond Slang for looks, clue. Look, my surname, I think, looks Italian. Well, that it? doesn't help. That does not help. I don't know any no. Italian. Right? Would you like a Would you like a clue? Uh huh. This he is on Raw. Well, it's it's Brian's chance since I guessed first. So hey, have at it, big dog. I have no idea. <laughs> Say the name again. Jeffrey Logan Shulo Skilo S C I U double L O. I'm going to go for a completely random one here and say Bobby Roode. No, right. I'll give you both a clue, right? And you just need to buzz in. And this clue is going to give it away, right? Would anyone like to take a walk with me? Ah. Oh. Buzz in. On you go, Rance. You sure? I was gonna give it to you because I know you. I know you walk with this man. So okay, how about this? Neither of us get the point because you kind of gave the answer away. But it's a lie. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. I, I never. That you got us on that one. That no idea. Right. This one here we go. A deal. A lamb. I'm sorry. A <laughs> <laughs> deal. A lamb. God bless you. <laughs> Should that not be Allah bless you? <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. I apologize. I do want to be, I do want to be, you know, correct. Yes, Allah bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, wow. Hmm. What the hell? A, a deal? A, what? Oh, Tono Nopata. Yep. Sunil Singh. No, wrong. But you're on the right path, obviously. I don't know the name of the other one. It's not gender, and it's not the Singh brothers. So who else could it be? That leaves just one other person. It's an Indian person? Uh, no, but it's in a that sort of general area. So it's a Southeastern Asian person? Mm-hmm. Right. Can't be Divari. Because well, I can remember he's Iranian. That's his name as well. <laughs> what? Yeah. Iranian? No, Iranian. <laughs> well, Arya Devari sounds quite similar. Um, and it's not the Authors of Pain because I know their names. Uh, this is this is main roster, right? WWE. Yep. yep. Okay. Oh, who could it be? I'll give you a clue. This probably will give it away. Who's on two oh five live? Otono Nepata. Mm-hmm. Oh. My Bay Mustafa Ali. Yes. What's his name again? <clears throat> Adil Alam. So it's A D double E L. Surname is A A L A M. No, that bro, that Deborah's name is Mustafa. <laughs> Just saying. Wow. Right. Last one. It is Tom Budgen. Tom what? Tom Budgen. B U D 
G E N B U D G E N. Yes. This rings a bell. Tap. Yep. I'm going to um, ask for a clue. Is this person from the British Isles? No. Oh, well. Uh, uh, I forgot my damn buzzer. Yip, 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 what it do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it uh, Jack Gallagher? No. Nope. His name is... In fact, is his name not Clive? <laughs> <laughs> Would that not be perfect? I know. Perfect marketing, by the way. I don't think it is, actually. Um, oh, I'll give you a clue. He's a right um, a sort of... He's not. For, he's not, obviously not from British Isles, but he's European. <laughs> Main roster of WWE. NXT. And it, I, see, there you go. You hitting this with those curveballs. Tom Budgeon from NXT and is European. Do they have a European? Do they play a European on NXT? Oh, I know the answer. Otono <laughs> Nupata. Yes. Alistair Black. Correct. He's Dutch. Yes, because I looked this up recently. And See, now look, that's not fair. No, I know. You're all the European, so you know the European last names. I don't. I've never heard of Budgeon before. No, I'm just playing, yeah. I have no idea. Uh, what, what was the final score? Hey. You win six three. Sorry, not six three. Um, five five four five four. Sorry. That's the first time I've lost on the quiz here, so I am upset. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I am, but at least you got to hear I'm, a live well, rendition. It was, it, was, it was when Rance gave you Elias, and then you decided not to take the points for it. Yeah, because I basically gave the answer away. I think we should come up with five more questions so that I can come back and win. <laughs> Okay, um, here's the question. What is your grandmother's name? Just, just call her Nana. Uh, yep, well done. You were just three points. Well done. Hey, go red. No. Congratulations, man. You got me. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, that was a good one. I enjoyed quizzes like that, and I'm glad I won. Yes. It feels like I don't yep. win these things ever, so I'm happy with that. The next time Vance comes on, I'm going to play your favourite quiz and it'll be Who Am I? Who oh. Am I is good. Oh, I like that. So, since you lost, how about a consolation where you get to plug all your stuff first, Rance? All the many <laughs> projects you have on the go. Well, see, that makes me think you weren't going to let me do that if I won. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, sit down. I might be a while. <clears throat> Spit your fire. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. Yeah, nice. Uh, we do the morning show every morning. Me and Jordan, world class podcast sponsored by Imperial Wrestling Revolution. We are official, y'all. Uh, we just garnered a deal where we are a part of the Chairshot Radio Network. So you can catch us every morning, either on Chairshot on the Chairshot dot com, or you can catch us on a regular feed that you can find at the on our Twitter at world class world class pod. I also will be writing a weekly column for them, maybe more sometimes. Uh, dropping on Mondays so look out for that I am also very proudly one half of the Outsider's Edge with some jerk named Carl Urban oh. refuses, refuses to come 
on the with us. I think it's because he's upset that Ricky's favorite team won some football championship. But um, <laughs> no, it's my brother. Um, yes, we should be recording that tomorrow. That will come out. Uh, very proud of it. It is my baby. We have really put a lot of work into it. So yeah, check that out. I'm at it's Ray Cash, R E Y as in Mysterio, C A S H as in dollars. And we have some very interesting things coming for you, whether it be with the Social Suplex Podcast Network or whether it be with the Chair Shot. I have some very interesting ideas that I'm actually one major idea in particular will be in conjunction with my good buddies from across the pond, Ricky and Clive. So look out for that. Um, I have no clue what you're on about at all. This is interesting. Yeah. Uh, Well, you know, I'm just kind of taking over. Um, <laughs> this is like I'm, then who is the higher power storyline <laughs> um, oh yeah I'm a cancer um, I'm a Ravens fan uh, are you a Raven fan what, what Raven are you talking about that's so Raven <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the future I can see um, no that's all I got man yeah but you know I've 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 always loved the show, but I've really grown to love you guys. You guys have become really good friends of mine over the past few months. Uh, what I've dealt with personally, you guys have been right there with me. So thank you. It's always a pleasure to be on the show because this is I don't listen to very many podcasts because I'm on like twenty five thousand. <laughs> but but I, and I, and this is not to to put down any other podcast in the world. What this is the only podcast I make sure to listen to every week. Well, that's high and praise. I mean that. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, yeah, it's just honest to God the truth. So thank you guys for being uh, there for me. Thank you guys for continuing to think that what I have to say is is interesting because I don't. <laughs> and thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> well, it's, Anytime. It's going to be hard to follow such a heartfelt uh, message from Rance with this sort of templated <laughs> plug that I have here, but got to get ourselves over somehow so here we go we are at Ricky and Clive on Twitter and Facebook there's also at Social Suplex as well that's where we're all under the podcast network please go to your app that you use to listen to your podcasts and give us a five star review these five star reviews aren't just for pretty decoration they do help with algorithms and stuff like that and they help more people get to see the sh- hear the show um, on the network you have as Rance has put the Outsider's Edge which hopefully will be dropping at some point soon in the next couple of days you've got Rich Lasters One Nation Radio and One Nation Live Caleb Baldwin's Wrestling Wash when he looks at Impact and Ring of Honor and Josh and Jeremy's Keeping It Strong Style which covers everything New Japan there are also all your all your thingies. what do you call those things again that you write words with? Columns? Columns all the columns on socialsuplex.com I drop my 205 live reviews on there every week I also have another wee column that I've got at the moment on Lords of Pain forums, it's a UK versus USA competition and I discussed Daniel Bryan versus The Miz which is professional wrestling versus sports entertainment I urge you to have a look and go over there and last but not least check out the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group um, that's where all the social suplex guys, suplex guys will be, as well as our many listeners and regular contributors to social suplex in general. Ricky, do you have anything you would like to plug? 
Uh, nothing to plug. Obviously, we were actually hoping to have Jordan Fox on today, but um, Father Duties obviously comes before podcasts, so yeah. hopefully we'll be able to rearrange with Jordan because I know he. We've been. I've been speaking to him for a while, trying to get him on. He was really looking forward to it, and we were looking forward to having him on. Hopefully, we can get that rearranged in the next couple of weeks. Um, the plan is also to get the second member or the other half of the Outsiders Edge on as well, Carl. Um, obviously, schedule permitting, we'll hopefully get that sorted. Um, this summer, that, that, so it should work because he he'll be out of school in the next sometime in the middle of beginning or middle middle of May. Right. So he'll have like about a month and a half where. Whatever you need, he's there. So, yeah, look out for that. Yeah, looking forward to it. So, let's say it'll be good to get both of those guys on. Um, my short sort of conversation with them, you know, it's, they seem like good guys. Um, although, I have to admit, they both have one major flaw, which I don't think... It's not acceptable in my eyes. <laughs> They're both Dallas Cowboys fans, but hey-ho. But, <laughs> you know. But, no, looking forward. Hopefully, we can get them on soon. Um Hashtag, hashtag ride them cowboys ride them what? <laughs> I guess that's a thing is that a thing up there I didn't know that but okay why not I need to start looking up joke books again I've had a terrible night I'd... hey Ricky I got a question for you yep why aren't you promoting the next One Direction album <sighs> we broke up because I'm too big for them <laughs> yeah yeah, that's never. I'm. That's never gonna stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, Ricky. We all know that it was Harry Styles that got them over. Don't give me your nonsense. That's I'm fine, fair, but right? I, but I'm the one that walked away with a super girl, supermodel super girlfriend. Just to join another damn band does not look good. No. <laughs> How many times have has One Direction been brought up in this show? Just the once. I think that's. I'm, I'm, I mentioned Zayn Malik like one other time at the beginning of the show, so twice. I think that's a record for um, a wrestling podcast. Well, Caleb says I am the weekend. You in the you have similar facial features, but you can't look away from the hair. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Shout out to Kyle Moores who had to school me on what a weekend was. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's not a Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Woo. oh hey and shout out to Ricky's barber who he just got a haircut today and it looks exactly the same <laughs> shout out to my man right. get that money let's end this this last half hour has been a bit of a chaotic exchange I have enjoyed it thoroughly but there's only so many Zayn Malik references and bad jokes that can we can get away with. <laughs> so on that note, thanks for listening once again. The downloads have been unbelievable this month on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. In April, let's make May even better. Thumbs up to everyone involved. <laughs> um, thanks for listening and we'll speak to you next week. Good night and Allah bless. <laughs> Take care, guys. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time.